Okay, good morning. We're going to have a quick class. Albert sent me something last night that uh, I thought was very interesting. He sent me something from, uh, was just a paragraph from Rabbi Sachs from, from some years ago. And Rabbi Sachs is quoting Pirkei Avot. So I went back to Pirkei Avot, and it says in Pirkei Avot, Kol every, every dispute that is for the sake of heaven, it's going to endure. Whatever it is. What does that mean? So if it's for the sake of heaven, the, the argument's going to endure. And if it's not for the sake of heaven, it's not going to endure. You would think the opposite. If it's for the sake of heaven, we shouldn't have an argument anymore. And if it's for the not sake of heaven, it's going to keep fighting. People just keep fighting. And then, and then the Pirkei gives an example. Which is a machloket that's for the sake of heaven? This is the disputes between Hillel and Shammai that we see in the Mishnah, the house of the Bet Hillel, the school of Hillel and the school of Shammai argued many things. And that which is not L'Shem Shammai, what's the, the, the example of that? This is the dispute of Korach and all of his, all of his, uh, his, uh, his colleagues. So the question is, what kind of debate might be considered L'Shem Shamayim? What does it mean that a debate L'Shem Shamayim is going to endure? It should not endure. If it's L'Shem Shamayim, it should relax. And what circumstances is it helpful to have the various sides of a position continue to hold their positions? The Me'iri explains that this teaching follows, is, is as follows. He says, with Hillel and Shammai, in their debates, one of them would render a decision and the other would argue against it. And what was the desire? To learn the truth. Not out of uh, fighting or wishing to prevail over the other. It was always a search for the, the truth. An argument not for the sake of heaven was that of Korach and his, his company. And it's interesting, we don't say between Korach and Moshe. It was between Korach and his company. Why? What does that mean? Because they didn't want peace. They just wanted to fight because they wanted a position. They wanted envy and they had ambition. And that's all they wanted was victory. The Bartanora, he comments on the Mishnah and he says, with the argument which is for the sake of heaven, the purpose and aim that is sought from that argument is to arrive at the truth. And this endures... Like they say, because it keeps going, it doesn't stop. Because you're always searching for the truth. You're always searching for the truth. If we comment on the Bartanora, we could see, based on what Rabbi Sachs wrote, it's worthwhile to point out participants that must that most arguments in the Gemara and the and the uh, the Gemara and the Mishnah they're not resolved. We don't resolve them. So if we don't resolve them, we see they keep going. But it's important to bring up every side of an argument. We talk about Chacham Avadya. When he, when, he, when he has a question that he's asked in Yabi Omer, what does he do? He brings 50 to 100 opinions before him. They could be from the left to the right. He brings all the opinions and then he gives his opinion. What's the purpose of all the opinions? Because if you have to make a decision based on a time and place that you are, you're in, based on a socioeconomic condition that's different from the posek that ruled, you have things to rely on. We see even in our country... When you have a Supreme Court ruling, we have the ruling of the, of the majority, and we also have published the opinion of the minority. Why would you do that? Because both have validity, both have validity, and things may change. 
and we want to keep as a precedent the validity of the other side. So when you have an argument for the Shem Shamayim, what does it mean it stays, it continues? We keep the opinions, we value the opinions, because both sides' opinions are striving for what? Truth. They're not striving to say, I'm smarter than you, I'm better than you, I'm greater than you. That's the difference between the two sides. Now what is it on the side of Korach? What's the other side? He says, an argument which is lo l'shem shamayim. The purpose is, this is the Bartonura says, to achieve power and the love of contention. And its end will not endure. And he says, look what happens to Korach and his Edah. What happens in the end? Boom, they're done, they're wiped out, they're finished, it doesn't endure. So Rabbi Sachs goes and he says, look at Korach and his people. He says, they accuse Moses of nepotism. They accuse Moshe Rabbeinu of being a fraud, of not talking to Hashem. All of their arguments that they bring, right, have nothing to do with, with, with what they're really arguing for. And we have to see, it's interesting because when they say, they turn to Moshe Rabbeinu and they say something interesting. And I think they're almost trying to quote his own words. They say to Moshe that we're all holy, right? We all heard Hashem. There should be no distinction of rank, no hierarchy of holiness within Israel. Why do you set yourself above all of the assembly? So what happened that they're quoting? Remember two weeks ago, the end of the Perashah, we have Eldad and Medad. They prophesied that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to die and Yeshua is going to take over. Yeshua runs in and he says, you can't do this. Moshe, stop them. Moshe, kill them. And what does Moshe answer? Are you jealous of me? It would be for me the best thing if Hashem's spirit was on everyone and everyone was in Avi. So what's Moshe saying? All the nations should be holy. So what's Korach doing? He's paraphrasing back to Moshe. You know, Moshe, we're all holy. Who said it? You said it when you were telling Yeshua. So if we're all holy, why is there a hierarchy? Why is there a hierarchy? But we have to realize that they're not interested in having all of the people to be holy. They're not interested in no hierarchy. They're just interested in what? A change of hierarchy. So they're arguing one point, which has nothing to do with their goal. They're just arguing and saying, we're all holy, we should all be equal. But they don't want all of them to be equal. What do they want? I want to be the boss. I want to be the boss. That's all what it's about. So what does Moshe do? He turns to Korach because he understands what Korach is really asking. Korach wants a position of power. So he turns to Korach and he says, Rav lachem Levi. What do you mean? He says, look at you, Levi'im. You already have. You're the guys carrying the Aaron. Not just you're carrying the Aaron. The Aaron is carrying you. It's like we should tell uh, Jack. He should be vice president, right? So he said he should have the, the status of power. So he says he should have the status. He says... It was not what they, he says, says they, they, they're not really were arguing. So Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to go to them with their, own, with their own argument to try to show what the real thing is. So Moshe Rabbeinu proposes a test. Let Hashem decide. You're worrying who should be? Let Hashem decide. And it's a rational response because they're saying, you said what you said and God never said it. That's what they're going to say. Okay, don't put it on me. Let's put it all on God. But Moshe didn't stop there. Moshe reached out to Korach and he said, Korach, this is really what you want. Why are you arguing? And then what does he do? He reaches out to Datan and Aviram and B'nai Reuven. Why does he reach out to them? Because he says to them, listen, let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a dialogue. Let's try to get beyond this. It was, it was interesting because 
he was trying to preserve their honor. Rabbi Abitan always used to say, and it's from the seven habits, but he used to say on his own, he goes, if you're ever having an argument with anybody, first try to understand their argument. First seek to understand before trying to be understood. Moshe Rabbeinu was showing you, I'm reaching out to Korach and saying, Korach, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. This is what you really want or this is what you really want. And then he goes to Datan and Aviram and he goes to the Bnei Reuven. Listen, I understand you guys are upset. You guys were the firstborn. You guys wanted to have it all. You guys wanted the power. Let's talk about it. Let's try to understand and let's try to go beyond. What did Bnei Reuven tell him? What did, what did Datan and Aviram tell him? We're not, we don't want to talk to you at all. We don't want to talk to you. But Lo Nalev, because they're Gilgul of, uh, of, the, of Sidon. So the end of the thing is we should know that an argument for Lashem Shamayim always has to be an argument for the search of truth. The argument Lo Lashem Shamayim is never for the search of truth. It's always for the sake of I want to be the boss. And I think that's why Albert sent it to me because he said there's people who argue. They're arguing this, they're arguing that, but really in the What's end of the day, there? what do they really want? I want to be the boss. Baruch Adonai Olam, Amen, Amen.